0: Log Talk Radio.
1: This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast with Michael Baldea.
0: All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio Broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldea. And uh, I would like to formally thank you for joining us. Uh, Everybody loves a little dead air. You had some of that at the beginning. It's okay. Uh, You know, we don't pretend to be professionals. But uh, pound for pound, we do give you probably, likely, uh, I'd I'd hazard to say uh, almost certainly the best content for your hours spent with us. Uh, Who else is going to tell you what to look forward to within the next, you know, four to six weeks? And then when it happens, I can't believe that happened. I know. Because remember back way when uh, I was telling you that uh, you can look forward to $7 a gallon gas? Uh, It was longer than four weeks ago. It was probably like three months ago. I know, American prophetic. See, I, I even have a little jingle to it now. Uh, every time uh, I, I tell you something that's painfully obvious, uh, that I don't thus says the Lord, you know, because it was just painfully obvious, it wasn't prophetic, I just call it American prophetic. Uh, so that's going to be the tagline from now on. Apparently California now has $8 a gallon gas because, uh, well, 7 bucks just wouldn't do So uh, you can go back in the archives of this beloved program, and I know it's only beloved by a handful of you. Uh, I'm not becoming some sort of narcissist that thinks everybody listens to him, but I will tell you this. We have gotten donations from both uh, Jen Pasacki and Beth Moore. So perhaps our reach is longer than I first thought. I know it wasn't them. Jen Psaki's a communist. She wouldn't give to a charity if you put a gun to her head. So uh, (laughs) whoever did it, ha-ha, well done. Uh, You're incorrigible. Uh, And thank you for your donation. It's going to go to a good cause. We're going to feed some kids or buy some firewood or do something nice for poor people. Uh, And um, those poor people in turn will pray – that when much of your country is in the predicament they're in, there will be some kind soul to buy them some firewood. Unfortunately, you know, if you're under the age of 35 in this country, you don't even know how to light a fire anymore. You assume everything is programmable by your iPhone. Uh, So um, it's going to be fun to watch uh, just the dissolution of civilization. Because uh, we're getting very close to that. But, again, uh, to, to Jen Pisaki and Beth Moore, uh, the, those who have uh, donated to Hand of Help, uh, my gratitude and thank you. I'm, I'm waiting for a donation from Brandon anytime now. So, uh, ha-ha. Anyhoo, uh what are we going to talk about today? Because, honestly, I don't want to rehash and retread I've purposed within myself to uh, delay telling you anything worthy of note by about two months. Uh, that way you'll think I'm American prophetic as well. Because most people forget the things I tell them by the time they start to happen. And so I have to go back and go, hey, listen to the archives. Remember when I told you this? So that gets tiresome. So I'm gonna, I'm, I, I have to delay my prognostications to come into the window of American prophetic. That's how sad it is. Uh, it's all, all this stuff you could see coming from a mile away. So anyone that tells you the Lord showed them, uh, take it with a grain of salt. You know, just, just because uh, yours truly was talking about hyperinflation, oh, I don't know, six months ago and now uh, that perma-high guy from Twitter is finally talking about it, and everyone's taking note, well, yeah, it was was obvious. American prophetic, see? Eh? You're going to walk around your house singing that. You're going to wake up tomorrow morning, grab a shower, and in the shower you'll find yourself going, American prophetic, because it's catchy. It really is. I should probably copyright that. Anyway, I forgot to tell you, this is a recording. So we are not live, contrary um, to to what you may believe. Uh, It is being recorded today, uh, let's see, October the 28th, the year of our Lord 2021. So it's fresh. We're airing this today. It's being recorded today. Everything's good. But, um, yeah, there there isn't much to ooh and ah about because uh as predicted uh things are going from bad to worse if there is one bright spot and i wouldn't even call it a bright spot until after the virginia elections because some of you wrote in and go why are you talking about a girl being raped in a in a girl's bathroom by a boy wearing a skirt there's bigger fish to fry well if that story and the fact that the boy pretending to be a girl was found guilty of uh, multiple acts of forced sodomy on two different girls, if that entire story swings the election of the Virginia gubernatorial race, I know I said gubernatorial uh, on the first take. That was amazing. I'm, I'm very happy with myself. But if it happens to swing that election, then you'll know why that story was important. Look, people are angry. Parents are angry. Because you have elitists who've been in government for longer than most people have been alive that are coming out and telling parents, you have no business in what your kids are being indoctrinated. They call it educated, but we know what it is. Kids are being indoctrinated into communism so that if they don't succeed this time, come five, ten years from now, it'll be, you know, a, a, a landslide. So when you have politicians or wannabe politicians, uh, the the guy that used to be on Hillary Clinton's payroll, uh, one of the few people that didn't die of accidental suicide within Hillary Clinton's sphere. So you know how, uh, well, unclean, let's say. I'm not going to call him dirty, but unclean as far as morals are concerned. This man is that he survived the Clintons. Because if you have any sort of morality if you have any sort of decency at some point your stomach's gonna you know upchuck and you're gonna distance yourself you're gonna remove yourself from the influence of pantsuit barbie and her uh urinary tract infection having husband so uh the fact that terry mccullough hasn't and never did distance himself from the Clintons, uh, tells me that the wannabe governor of Virginia, one Terry McAuliffe, uh, is, is a very, very putrid soul, and someone you don't want to see anywhere near the reins of power. Hopefully, Virginians have woken up to the reality of who Terry McAuliffe is and realized that if you put a pumpkin on a stick and draw a face on it, it would likely be a better governor and do less damage as governor than one Terry McAuliffe. Um, Look, everybody's looking to Australia and going, oh, poor people. You think we're far away from that? Look, the only difference between Australia and us is the fact that every Tom, Dick, and Harry in America has got at least two guns and a few clips that are fully loaded. Because if we had gone the way of Australia and uh... mandatorily volunteered our firearms we'd be getting arrested for trying to you know what <laughs> the guy got arrested for trying to smuggle Kentucky fried chicken into a different city I come on do we need to say anything more a man got arrested for trying to smuggle kfc from his city to another city in australia so the the look again we've sissified everything globally it used to be that bootleggers ran whiskey and bourbon and canadian club whatever that is rum i think now they're being pinched for running kentucky fried chicken They don't make men like they used to anymore, and it's obvious. What are you in for? Tried to smuggle some chicken, man. What are you in for? Burger King. So, good times. Uh, The only reason it's not happening here is because they understand that at some point there will be a straw that will break the camel's back. Now, I'm hoping that this gubernatorial election in Virginia... Uh, begins to turn the tide, even though I'm not overly optimistic. Because um, every time you think there's no way the average citizen is that dumb, well, they exceed your expectations and prove themselves to be dumber still. There's actually 37% of people in this country that still approve of Joe Robinette Biden's uh, (laughs) record thus far as president. So again, not holding out much hope, but it may be a silver lining. Uh, I ran across a few stories that I'd like to sort of put together, and I do want to talk about not not how do I put it? Not so much the events of the three young men in the furnace but their attitude towards the sovereignty of God compared to the attitude of the average American Christian's sovereignty of God. So how do I put this? On the one hand, you have spiritual leaders in America trying to convince you that Jesus would have taken the, the, the jab and the booster, and if you don't do likewise, then you are anathema. On the other, you have three young men who stood before a king in a kingdom and said, we will not bow. I submit to you that the expectations that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had regarding what God would do on their behalf were far lower than the expectation of the average American Christian who has no relationship with God, who doesn't understand what repentance is, who never pursued holiness, but did wave their hand at a crusade once uh, where, uh, I don't know, Toby Mac or some ridiculous Christian band was playing. And they did an altar call because, well, that's the way you get to keep your 501c3. You call it a Christian crusade. Anyway... I'm not going to get into the weeds of it because uh, I'm, I'm caffeinated up to the gills. I have my delicious beverage close at hand, and I've been sipping it on and off for the last 45 minutes. That's, that's what I want to get into because last week's program, I, I, I got a few notes. That was a little harsh. It wasn't. It wasn't harsh enough. I mean, I, I could go full harsh. If you want me to, t- say, hey, write in, Mike, go full harsh, and then both barrels and then some. I wasn't harsh enough. I was not by any means too harsh. This is the way it is. But that's the problem with, 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 with the Christianity that we've created. We've created something that isn't true Christianity. Something that is based on the feelings of individuals rather than the reality of what the Word of God says. Listen to this gem. Over half of female clergy in the PCUSA report experiencing gender discrimination. Uh, How long before uh, the Presbyterian Church goes the way of the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts or everything else that, you know, uh, feminist women get their claws into? It's already starting. Look. If, you're, if you belong to the Presbyterian Church, uh, I, I'd start looking for another church in your area because yours will likely shut down soon. Because first comes the allegations that discrimination is a real thing in the Presbyterian Church, especially with the female clergy. Well, since you're in a position that biblically you shouldn't be in, Whatever happens to you as far as discrimination is concerned is on you, isn't it? Just a thought. I know, I know. Boom, there you go. All the Cat Moms and Beth Moore fans up in arms already clicking away. What do you mean they're in a position they're not supposed to be in? Read your Bible. If you have any more questions after reading your Bible... Reach out, and I'll clarify. I'm sorry. I, my kid gloves, I left them in my other car. So no more kid gloves. My other car got towed away, and so my kid gloves are gone forever. No, no car got towed away. I'm just trying to make a point. Look, this uber-sensitivity about everything and everyone's feelings, it's partly what has brought us to this place. Do you want to descend further? Or do you want to say, halt? This is where I push the button to stop the elevator before it hits the ground floor. Because on the ground floor, all there is is a swamp with a lot of crocodiles that will eat you alive. Female clergy experiencing discrimination based on gender should mayhaps also crack open their holy Bibles and peruse therein whether or not they have biblical authority to be in the positions that they're feeling discriminated in. How about them apples? I know, oh my, I knew he was a misogynist, Janet. I knew it. I gave him a chance, even though he, you know, besmirched Beth Moore. But this is, what do you mean female clergy should look in the Bible? That's just beyond the pale, Janet. Well, there you go. I've lost another listener. Godspeed to you anyway. So let's get into this article. More than half of female clergy in the Presbyterian Church, USA, have reported experiencing discrimination on the basis of gender, according to a recently released survey. In 2019, PCUSA Research Services conducted a 110-question survey of 4,495 ministers, or nearly a quarter of the mainline Protestant denomination's total number of clergy. I know it's not clergy, the the plural of clergy is clergy, however, I like the word clergy. In the Discrimination, Opportunity, and Struggles of Leadership report, based on the survey responses, researchers found that 58% of women reported experiencing gender-based discrimination in the denomination – By contrast, only 4% of male respondents reported the same. Why? Because they wore skinny jeans? Additionally, 63% of female clergy reported experiencing any kind of discrimination, such as age-based or race-based, which contrasted with 21% of male clergy who reported the same. So what I'm going to do here is break out my violin, and after I tune it a bit, well, I shall play it for you. And perhaps the martyrs of old will join me in playing their violins, especially for the 21% of male clergy who reported feeling or experiencing Discrimination. This is modern-day American Christianity. We're taking polls of whether someone's felt offended or discriminated, and men, who are supposed to be men, what, you cut off a finger, rub some dirt on it, and go back to work. Men are experiencing discrimination and being vocal about it. You go, girl. Look. Do you want me to lie to you? Let me know about that. I'll I'll lie to you. Rising Phoenix, we're going to come out of the ashes stronger than ever because our spiritual leaders are united under the banner of Christ and follow biblical principles and insist on repentance and holiness. And, man, once the ashes clear, that phoenix is going to rise. Did I sound sincere? Come on. Look, I Everybody we're we're starting to to grasp at straws and I don't like that. Cuz I'm I'm getting correspond what about Nineveh? Nineveh was a once in history event. It was the exception that proved the rule. But Nobody wonders if America will follow in Nineveh's footsteps and repent in order for God to relent in his judgments. We just, I, we're intellectually lazy. And we're intellectually dishonest. Well, brother, what about Nineveh? Well, sir. The word of the Lord came to Jonah and said to him Arise and go to Nineveh the great city and cry out against it for their wickedness has come up before me Now just from this first two verses alone you realize that God has shown America far more grace than he was ready to show Nineveh. See, God didn't tell Jonah to go and tell the Ninevites to repent. He didn't tell Jonah to arise and go and call the Ninevites back to himself. He told Jonah to go and cry out against the city because their wickedness had come up before him. See, for those of you that think that God is cruel for allowing what He's allowing over America and for what He will allow over America, understand that He has extended this nation more grace than most other nations in the world. And every time God extended grace and every time God pled, pled with this nation to return and repent and humble itself, this nation went further towards the darkness. It went further towards death. It, was, it went further towards everything that God abhors. So don't sit there, well, you know, I mean, God should be a little more merciful towards America. Why exactly? Pray tell. Give me a list. Top three first. Why should God be more merciful towards America. Look, I've been in ministry since the age of 12. I turned 46 this year. And so, if my math serves me correctly, for about 34 years, this ministry has been talking about repentance as far as America is concerned. And we're not the only ones. And we're not the oldest ones. David Wilkerson was around long before my grandfather, and he was speaking the same thing. Repent, or God will judge you. So let's not be disingenuous. Let's not roll our eyes and go, well, I thought God was merciful, but that showed me. Nineveh was never supposed to get a second chance. Jonah wasn't sent to encourage them, beg them, plead with them to repent. Do you understand this? So the fact that countless people were sent to this country to plead with it, to repent, to plead with the church to repent, shows how merciful and gracious God was towards America. And look where we are. Uh Huh? So, as far as holding out hope for rising phoenixes, look, in order for there to be any hope of a rising phoenix, the church needs to get its act in order. The church needs to be the church, and I'm not seeing it. Look, I'm just waiting for them to, you know, tar and feather the likes of Joel Osteen when everybody starts getting foreclosed on and they lose their Teslas and their McMansions. Because if the only thing you've ever preached to your flock, if the only thing you've ever preached to your congregation was prosperity, was blessing upon blessing, pressed down and shaken together, glory. If that's the only thing they've ever heard of you and you've never prepared them for hard days, for hard times, for persecution, for lack, for famine. If you've never prepared your sheep for the time where they will have to be dependent upon God for their daily bread, not only did you fail them, but at some point your sheep will tear you asunder Because it's all good while it's all good. I mean, who wouldn't like to hear prosperity pressed down and shaken together? But see, you can only preach that message while times are good. Now, the worm has turned, as the kids like to say, and times aren't so good anymore, and they're only getting worse. And so, that whole uh, message of prosperity is beginning to ring a little hollow. Is it not? See, while the sun was shining, nobody needed an umbrella. Most people mocked the umbrella salesman. But then the rain came, and they all got in line, and the umbrella salesman, if he was a decent human being, would have sold his umbrellas until he ran out because, you know, people didn't want to get wet. But because they mocked him and laughed at him and pointed at him, oh, he's selling umbrellas during the sunshine. Maybe he just closed up shop, put out a gone-to-lunch sign, and watch through his window as they all got drenched. Cause that's pretty much what Jonah wanted to do. Not realizing that all it really took for him was to go through the city one time and say, What well, forty days, y'all are gone. It was nice knowing ya. And they heated. They were not offered an opportunity to repent, yet they repented, nevertheless. And it moved God's heart to the point that he went back on his own word. And he didn't judge Nineveh. See, we were given the opportunity to repent, and we chose not to. This is the point that I'm trying to get across. We were shown more grace than other nations. And we rejected God's grace, spit in his face. I always keep coming back to this for the last few weeks. This, this, is, this is the one thing that keeps being the vortex that draws me in. Look, The in, inevitability of judgment is a foregone conclusion at this point. We need to make peace with that. I, I, know, I know the rising Phoenix crowd just got angrier at me. But judgment is imminent and inevitable. My concern is that the average Christian... And I use that term loosely because we are in America after all. And even Dr. Jill Biden considers herself a Christian, even though she champions the idea of murdering a baby after it's seen its first sunshine, after it's seen its first daybreak. So I use the term loosely. But... I'm, I'm, I'm torn at the idea that Christians will deem God unmerciful when he's been overly merciful and overly gracious to this country. I don't know. I, I, I think those of you that, that listen to this program, those of you that know this ministry and a few others that preach the truth, will have already seen the mercy of God in that He's allowed this nation to continue for this long. You will have already seen the graciousness of God in that judgment has not fallen yet. But we always knew that if we did not repent, that if we did not turn our faces back to Him again, judgment would come. And like I said, unlike Nineveh, America was offered the opportunity to repent. And it rejected repentance. So, back to the female clergy in the Presbyterian Church, and the fact that they feel as though they are experiencing discrimination. The one exception or exception to women apparently being the most discriminated of all while serving in positions they have no business serving in, the one exception to this was among the white clergy. So again, if you're white, you ain't right no matter what. Even in the church. 1.1% of white women reported experiencing race-based discrimination or harassment. There's the privilege. But 2.5% of white men reported the same. Oh, man. This is... is, uh, Do you have any idea the wolves that are licking their chops at this point? Do you have any idea the cruelty they're capable of? Feeling discrimination, really? Female respondents were more likely than male respondents to report struggling with various aspects of leadership. Why? It's the same reason that men might report struggling with various aspects of motherhood. I'll let that sink in. I know, other than Pete Buttigieg, apparently Pete Buttigieg makes a wonderful mother. But other than that, most male respondents would report struggling with motherhood. Same reason most female respondents report struggling with leadership is because you do not know your place. I'm sorry. I know that... that, How dare you? Well, I, I, I know that most people use their Bible as a prop. However, it is highly recommended that you crack it open from time to time and see what it says. The reason you struggle with various aspects of leadership is because it's not your place to be in leadership. There is a form and function for every member of the body. And when the nose wants to be the eye, well, we start having problems, don't we? So, female respondents struggled with recognition for leadership abilities, offensive comments, not having their work validated by others, and of course, because every person that becomes clergy does it selflessly, and for the kingdom, they also complained about low pay. The WNBA is constantly complaining that they are not being paid enough because their counterparts in the NBA are making coin. I'll leave it at that. I know, I'm making so many friends. You know, somebody actually gave me that book once, How to Make Friends and Influence People, and I read through the first page and I forgot it on a flight. So maybe that's the reason that I can't make any friends. Apparently my only friends are Jen Psaki and Beth Moore. They love me so much they support the ministry. Could you imagine? Anyway, on every category, women responded to two to three times as often as men that they personally struggled with that aspect of leadership. as they would struggling with the aspect of lumberjacking. Because although there might be an exception wherein a very husky lady would make an amazing lumberjack, chances are it's not a profession for most women. And we're not even including the biblical precepts of leadership here. I'm just talking about rational, logical human being talk. Granted, the Word of God should supersede opinions of men. We should look to the Word of God before we look to rational things. But apparently nobody cares what the Word of God says anymore. So bring on the female clergy and their feelings of being unrecognized as far as their leadership abilities are concerned. The survey also found that 71.1% of women younger than 40 reported difficulty being accepted as leaders just as I have difficulty accepting Pete Buttigieg as a mother. And 42% of women say they were overlooked for promotion because of their gender. (sighs) Sean Payne and Susan Barnett of the PCUSA Research Services wrote on Monday that the overall report found that women younger survey respondents, and racial minorities all reported experiencing discrimination or harassment more frequently than their counterparts. Yeah, you can't make this up. So uh, I, I think that the Presbyterian Church is short for this world. If you go to your doctor... Excuse me while I sip my delicious beverage. It's getting cold. Because let's say you're feeling a little peaked. And after looking you over, and he diagnoses you, and surprisingly, you happen to be the only person in the world among seven billion not diagnosed with COVID. He diagnoses you as having some other ailment. And he says, you know what? This is easily remedied. This is a prescription. You go to your pharmacy, they'll give you the pills. You take the pills, you get better. You walk out of your doctor's office, you crumple up the prescription, you throw it in the trash and then six weeks later you're feeling worse and you go back to the doctor and say hey I'm feeling worse and the doctor looks at you and goes have you been taking your medication well of course not I threw that prescription away and that's pretty much what modern day civilization does vis-a-vis the word of God The word of God is the doctor, and it writes out prescriptions for human existence. Who should do what, why they should do it, very, very rational, logical, well sought out, because it's God. It's his word. And mankind takes this beautiful word of God and says, eh, I don't think so. And then things go from bad to worse. You have women complaining that they're not treated as men are as far as authority is concerned. And you go back to God and say, Lord, why is this getting so bad? You have large percentages of the Presbyterian clergy. Feeling as though they're unappreciated and underpaid and not validated by others because that's why you go into ministry, to be validated by others and to make that dollar-dollar bill, y'all. And God, being God, looks down and says, but I told you what you need to do in order to get better. Have you been doing it? Of course not. And this is why we're here today. Because every single biblical passage that we didn't like, every single biblical passage that offended us somehow, we found ways of twisting, reinterpreting, denying Avoiding, ignoring, and or pretending as though they were not in the word of God. So, back to last week's thesis. Don't blame God for the things you willingly do. God didn't make you dumb. You chose to be. You knew exactly what the word of God says long before you wanted to be clergy. Because you wanted everyone to call you Pastor Janice. You wanted to get that respect. But the book says something else. That Janice could have fulfillment and respect being an integral part of the body of Christ, but not clergy. Because that is reserved for a specific time of, type of gender. I know there's so many genders who can choose, but let's go back to the basics. El male and el female. If you're supposed to be the husband of one wife, well, you're supposed to be the husband of one wife. I know you could be a female and identify as male, but see, that's the 2021 interpretation of life. And all that nonsense, all that lunacy, all that idiocy is about to catch up to us, and we're about to pay the piper in spades, kiddies. I I think the first one to go through the gauntlet is probably going to be New York, because uh, they're moving forward with the crazy, and if you happen to live in New York, well, may the good Lord be with you, and may you know how to defend thyself. The head of New York's City's Firefighters Union has warned that Mayor Bill de Blasio's vaccine mandate will plunge the city into chaos, prolonging emergency response times due to staff shortages. If you didn't know, a bunch of people are about to be let go from their place of employment in New York City because they refuse to obey and comply and submit. They refuse to take the loyalty test. Because at this point, that's really all it is. If the jabbed can get the virus, spread the virus, die of the virus apparently... then other than a test of loyalty, what's the point of the jab? Now, granted, incompetent politicians will likely have the virus to use as an excuse for the next dozen years. And uh, none other than Beetlejuice herself, Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago, has come out and said, no question the coronavirus is to blame for the uptick in violence in Chicago. Of course it is, because we're blaming everything else on it. But New York's about to experience what it's like to have half the cops and half the firefighters and less than half of their garbage men. Because I don't know if you've seen video of uh, New York City streets lately, But they're not the cleanest streets to begin with. There are piles of garbage, as they would say, already. Imagine if that multiplies by a factor of 10. So this is what the head of New York City's Firefighters Union had to say. Fires are going to burn longer. Heart attack victims are going to be laying on the floor longer. People in stuck elevators are going to be stuck there for hours, if not days. And that's just the beginning. Because if absence of law enforcement leaves a vacuum, you'd better believe that the criminal element will be there ready and willing to fill that vacuum. So, if you think robberies, murders, rapes, and the such are bad now in New York, give it a few weeks. I know. American prophetic. Pew, pew. By the way, let me know if you guys start singing that in the shower. Now, now, Some of you might say, and excuse me once more as I sip my delicious beverage, that who we have to blame here are the coasts, you know? If California and New York weren't so perverted and so evil and so rotten, well, the rest of the country might stand a chance. Kentucky mayor gets lap dance from male high school student during man pageant at school assembly. I'll give you time to rethink your position. Hedonism, sin, perversion, evil, all these things are not reserved for the coasts. It's not as though perversion uh, sees the border with nevada and goes well i guess i can't go there and i know that's a poor example because nevada has las vegas and you know apparently what happens in vegas comes up on a medical test but this is a national problem sin is not cloistered in big towns it's not cloistered in certain states Perversion is everywhere. Darkness will invade every place where the light does not shine. There's something profound in that somewhere. Darkness will invade every place where the light does not shine. So if we ask ourselves why so much darkness we have to look in the mirror and acknowledge that it's because the light isn't shining. And I know that's rough. It's a hard thing to, to come to grips with. Because rather than be laser-focused on things such as repentance and holiness. The church was too busy with transgender clergy and female inclusion of leadership and feelings. And the worst thing you could do nowadays is hurt someone's feelings even though the reason their feelings were hurt is because you told them the truth in love. But this is the world we live in. People would rather be lied to and have their feelings spared than be told the truth and have their feelings hurt. The mayor of Hazard, Kentucky, who is also the principal of Hazard High School, was seen receiving a lap dance from a scantily clad male high school student during a man pageant at a school assembly. Other staff members at the high school were also seen receiving lap dances from male students. Now, I could go on with the story, but why bother? As my grandfather used to say long ago, The fish begins to rot from the head, not the tail. If you want to know whether or not a fish is fresh, you sniff the head. Because by the time the tail starts to smell, the head's already rotten. I wish I had better news for you. I wish... uh, I was as optimistic as the rising Phoenix crew. But I have to be a realist. And I have to tell you the truth as I see it. Because, as I said at the beginning of the program, if you take the time and do some due diligence and go back a few months and listen to these hour-long rants, you'll see that the things we were warning you about six months, a year ago, are coming to pass and have come to pass. See, people thought I was being hyperbolic when I said, you have no idea what you've done during this last election cycle. Now, some people are starting to get the idea. And they're downright terrified because they see where we're headed and the speed with which we're headed there. And God won't stop us because we've rejected Him one too many times. And so now the worst possible thing that can happen to a nation is happening before our very eyes. God has left us to the desire of our hearts. And that, my dear friends, is a terrible place to be. So, as always, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And Lord willing, I guess we'll see you again next week with uh, more positive, upbeat, uplifting messages. Uh, Oh, wait, that's somebody else. Anyway, thanks a bunch you guys. God bless you. Keep us in your prayers. And uh, we'll see what happens within seven days. I'm sure nothing good. Again, Gino, if you've got anything to say,
1: the floor is yours. Thank you, Mike perilous times we're in perilous times and this week politically in Wisconsin where people that claim to be Christians our Supreme Court Justice one of them claims to be a Christian continually sides with liberals and evil people on court cases our Assembly had a a bill voting on yesterday about allowing birth control to be given by pharmacists and Christian assembly people that I know supported that bill. And I asked to "Me too." you know, why is judgment coming to America? He said, because of sin in the church. It's very sobering, but it's 100% the way it is. Sin in the church. Like Mike mentioned, the Presbyterian Church, and churches with gay flags in front, marching in gay parades. Now American passports have an X for a third gender on them. That came out in the news today. Babylon is like Revelation 18, the home of what? Every devil and every foul spirit, and in one hour, it will be brought to nothing. Russia and China are just in the wings waiting to pounce on the wounded deer, the wounded buck that was in Mike's dream. Inflation coming to every town near you, gaining steam across the country. I guess they want to turn America into Venezuela and pay 25 bucks for a fry. It's just sad but it's all been predicted and prophesied by God. God tried every way and is still calling people at least for salvation, repentance. But Babylon, you know Jeremiah 51 is a verse. We would have healed Babylon, but she won't be healed. Stubborn, proud, belligerent, rebellious Babylon with wicked leaders, leaders that don't deserve to even run a little town, are now president and vice president of our country. Cabinet members that are gay and transgender, what does the world think, at least maybe the part of the world that still has their head on straight? We're not the example of morality to the world, and we're not the example of, of godliness to the world, like we should be. Yet we have in God we trust on our coin and our money, but far from God. The Bible says, when Babylon is judged, the world will hiss, and they'll mock at her burning. They'll say, alas, alas, that great city was judged. And as Mike said, Nineveh, didn't get the grace we got. So to whom much is given, much is what? Required. And we'll blow a trumpet as long as we can. One day God will say, that's it. Judgment will come. And it's not a pretty judgment because read Hand to Help. Go to com, Read the dreams and visions and read Wake Up America that is not a pretty a nuclear attack, nuclear destruction in America. How many ministries are saying that? Well, ours is saying that for 30-some years. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. God bless. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Bodea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com If you have questions about our ministry, you can